When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, hi. Catherine Brandt here. I'm holding the Golden Court for Tom Bernard, and I am here with... Dave Schrader. Alex Brandt-Bernard-Rasmussen. And Andy Brandt-Bernard. Tom should be back here momentarily, and we will be talking to our guest, Dr. Carol Osborne, after these messages. Yep. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Well, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey folks, it's Brian Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. 
We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Carol Osborne, our special guest, introducing your pet to your new baby with holistic veterinarian Dr. Carol Osborne. Every day, pet parents are becoming human parents, and they worry about the changes this will bring them and the household. Well, we had pets when the kids were born. Many. Yes. Well, we had a lot of pets. <laughs> but I never had a dog that was... Um, Weird about, about yeah. weird about weird about babies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some of them get really Alex weird. Alex had a dog that was going was had she took a she took a class. I took a I took a class dogs and storks yeah. about how to introduce your dog to your baby because I had a very temperamental. She was abused by teenage boys before I adopted her, and so she was very she had some emotional baggage. So I was like, well, oh, she sure did. Let's <laughs> set this up in the best way possible. So yeah. Yeah. Dr. Osborne, how are you? Very well, thank you, Tom. I'm glad to hear that. So uh, Dr. Carol Osborne, DMV, offers up some tips and demonstrates how to uh, make the introduction to your new baby as easy as possible. Is this about being, the dog being too aggressive with a baby? Well, basically, it's about a change, a big change uh, in the dog's behavior, primarily because the dog's position within the home is going to change Mm -hmm. now that the baby's arrived. So you want to, the changes that you make, uh, you know, for example, the nursery uh, more than likely will be off limits. So you want to establish those rules as soon ahead of time as you can. Kind of like with toys. If uh, certain toys are going to be the babies and others, the dog, you can um, use a little scent recognition test, uh, put a little dab of Listerine uh, on one of the baby's toys and then toss the non-scented toy to the dog and say, which one is yours? And as long as the dog brings you back the unscented toy, then you've established differentiating yeah. whose toys belong to who. Oh, that's a good that's idea. That's a great idea because, yeah, our dog sees the baby toys and <laughs> it's like, it's a toy. I get it. Right, right. Yeah. Another thing that's... Uh, something to be aware of is the sound of a crying baby uh, can be very upsetting uh, to a lot of adult dogs. Oh, sure. So it's a good idea to desensitize your dog to that sound uh, prior to the baby's arrival. You can get a tape of a baby crying and put it in the crib, turn it on, see how your dog reacts. Um, Once your dog ignores it, uh, has no reaction, then your dog is desensitized. If Mm. your dog is a bit more nervous, um, some experts recommend going as far as getting a doll, uh, you know, put a little, you know, baby clothes on it and rehearse some of the activities that you will actually perform with a baby uh, in the dog's presence. And once again, when the dog acts differently uh, to the activity or to the crying, the dog is desensitized and you can move on to the next task. Yes, we have a Cavalier King Charles and he hears a baby cry and looks at you like, can you stop that, please? <laughs> That's the, yeah, Our dog. We just had a baby six, five months ago. Um, Almost six. Yeah, and Daisy, uh, at first, was whenever... a beagle. Yeah, she's a beagle. And whenever he cried, the first thing she would do is she would go check on him to make sure he's okay. So his crying always made her very worried about him. But then after about two months, now she's at the point where she's like, could you just stop this, please? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll just leave. She'll just be like, okay, I'm just going to go in the other room. This yeah. is annoying. Birch was, we have a lab corgi mix, and he's like the sweetest dog on the planet. And But like 
and we did the baby crying thing. We would play because I took this class, and I was like, okay, this is something that we need to do. But when the, sure. and he didn't seem to care about the sound played on like my phone or whatever. But when our daughter was born and she cried, she he would like run around the house and like grab things and bring them to me <laughs> and be like, how do we how do we do how do we help her? She needs what do we do? What do I do? What do I do? Like panicked. It was so funny though. And now I have the little temperamental dog that I had when my daughter was a baby has since passed away and now we have another small dog and she had eight puppies before we adopted her and now my children are three and five and anytime they cry I have to like soothe the children and the dog at the same time and she because she comes up like right as I'm holding any crying kid and she's just like I don't know how to I'm upset and they're upset and I'm just right. attention too yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think the key is do everything gradually in steps. Um, at any point, if the dog seems upset or becomes anxious, just stop and, and then pick up the routine at, at a latter time. Um, in general, most dogs will become indifferent and move on. Uh, just keep it gradual. Don't force introductions. Don't force anything. Uh, and, and don't make a fuss. Um, and in general, no matter how well you know your dog, Never leave your dog alone with your baby. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine that's that's a really, really good idea. Or your cat. My cat is always trying to hold the pillow over the baby's face. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't yeah. doubt that either. Oh, kitty. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt if, uh, that at all. You know, for people into herbal uh, holistic remedies, if you have a little bit of a nervous dog, uh, skull cap, 30C, um, little bottle of homeopathic pellets. You can give uh, three pellets twice a day. Um, there's you know no harm, no adverse effect. I uh, just takes the edge off. Have you ever tried that with with May? No, I've done the stress away drops oh, the box, with her box or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've done. How does a skull cap work for a 54 year old man <laughs> asking for a friend? <laughs> you know the homeopathics are great because they either work or they don't work, but there's no adverse effect. Um, you know, there's Black Five Flower, the Rescue Remedy, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, over the count, uh, yeah, counter uh, combination of flowers uh, you can put in the mouth of the food or the water. Um, the essential oils are, are pretty popular today. Um, various combinations of I use a combination of uh, blue cypress and chamomile uh, at my veterinary clinic here in Ohio. Uh, you can just shake a few drops right on the dog's back. Uh, it smells nice and once again is you know perfectly harmless. It's just kind of like having a little glass of wine. It just it just takes the edge off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, our King Charles again. He we have a little booze cart in the kitchen. He's over. Right. He's always over there licking the bottles. <laughs> <He's> so, <laughs> yeah. He does like alcohol. He loves alcohol. Which for a Most dog dogs is weird. do not like it. No, Daisy won't go anywhere near it, but he'll drink alcohol. He'll drink liquor. I think if you gave. <laughs> oh him. yeah, he he. Yeah. What he did again last night? Super weird he? for a dog. Or two nights ago? Uh, yeah, it was like last. You know, week. a lot of dogs. Um, you you want to get a, a little diaper hamper that really uh, has a tight seal on it, because a, a lot of dogs will uh, start making mistakes around the home, uh, because of you know the, the baby's diapers. Oh, yeah. So oh. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's another little tip to be aware of. Hmm. We had a. I cloth diapered both my children, and um, one of our dogs. I would, you know, I like change the diaper on the floor or whatever and accidentally leave the diaper out on the floor and go right. on to the next thing right. or whatever and Gross. one of our dogs will would have eaten the diaper. 
Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, gross. The what is the matter with well. you? What is the matter with you? Yeah, dogs are nasty. <laughs> and I was like, these cloth diapers aren't, aren't cheap. You guys are so Get prudish. Until up. you've tasted a dirty diaper, don't be judging it. <laughs> no, you have no uh, idea. We can't say for sure if they're good or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember one of the, I'm trying to remember the things from my dogs and storks class like one of the things i remember them saying is to bring out all the big baby gear ahead of time like any big swings yeah. and stuff so Strollers they can get used stuff, to yeah. having that stuff around the house because oh, yeah, daisy was change. very weird about the johnny jump up or whatever they're called the, yeah you can you can uh, oh, the, you know yeah. get a little t-shirt or whatnot from the hospital mm-hmm. and then put it in the crib so you know the dog can get used to the odor. Yeah, I've heard about yep. that. Yeah, and the, um, the thing when you brought the baby back home, you left the baby in the car for a second, and then gave the dog something to smell that was on the baby, so they could and like pet them and be like really excited about it, you know, not like crazy, but you know, and yeah, then bring the baby in so they leave, could. Right, you want to leave the baby in the car with dad. Mm-hmm. Have mom come in, uh, you know, greet the dog, say hello, and then. Put the dog uh, on a leash and have mom maybe just sit in a chair quietly with the dog on the leash. And then dad and the baby uh, can just walk in kind of slowly. And in an ideal world, you would want to have dad and the baby sit next to mom. Um, And again, at any time that the dog becomes anxious, nervous, starts to bark, uh, you know, just walk out and you'll you'll try that again, but that's just that slow, gradual, non-forced introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, always putting your attention to the dog, whose position is now being displaced by the baby. So you know, a lot of times you want to give the dog a little treat before someone walks in the room with the baby, and the dog starts to think, you know, maybe this baby's not so bad after all, because. Whenever he's around, I seem to get a couple of treats. Kind of reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah that makes perfect sense. I, it, um, the lady, it's the lady in the tramp, right? Where Don Darling, everybody was darling. Yeah, and, and, the yeah. Little, and the little dog was like the center of the universe. And mm-hmm. as soon as she had a baby, she whacked yeah. lady. I was like, <gasps> she hit the dog. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a cartoon and she's that offended. Yeah. I know. I was like, well, it's, it's kind of true. People are like, okay, I have a baby now. You have to, you know, go well, Daisy in the backyard. Daisy was definitely demoted once we had the kid. Yeah. And I she mean, was not happy about I it. I mean, for rightfully a while. so, but it really hurts the dog's feelings sometimes. Yeah, it hurt her feelings for a while. Oh, yeah. We tried really, really hard to still get like big pet sessions and that was another thing in the class it was like carve out time for your dog well i mean she still used to sit on a pillow on the couch with us while we're but that's not good enough no she has to have a pillow (laughs) on a blanket on the couch (laughs) the blanket on the pillow as well yeah it's similar in a scenario uh if you have a dog that's been with you for 10 or 12 years and then one day you decide to get a puppy Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that older dog is going to resent that puppy. So the philosophy is, you ignore the puppy uh, in in the dog in the older dog's presence, and constantly reward mm. the dog that was there first, so that eventually, you know, he learns to accept the puppy. Mm-hmm. But don't do that with your babies yeah, because you then they get real. Well, they turn into serial killers if you ignore them. The I've been told. Well, you literally Completely. can't ignore a baby. You can't ignore them too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? I'll take that challenge. 
Oh. And but here's another tip. Don't that. rub bacon grease on the baby. That's not <laughs> right. a good idea. Yeah. Bad idea. Their skin, their, it make, 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 makes their coat so shiny, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh well, an, in most cases, everything works out wonderfully, and you end up with a big, happy family, and the baby grows up with a four-legged best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how it should be. You know, one thing I do love about dogs very quickly, Dr. Carol Osborne, our special guest, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the other night, our dog, Jude, tried to jump from one chair to another and missed. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get hurt at all. He just missed. So he was really... And Catherine started laughing when he missed. I sure did. He Aww. turned his back on her for the rest of the night. He wouldn't yeah. look at her the rest yes. of the he night. He was very mad. Very upset <laughs> yes. that we laughed at him. But it was it was, oh, right. it was so was comical, too. you couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, he well, be he didn't, very comical. He didn't miss. He made the jump and then was just standing there and then just fell through it. Yeah. It was like, oh, no. what <laughs> was that? Yeah, yeah, really, <laughs> just very odd. He's like uh, Buster <laughs> Keaton, where he's super athletic, but he's also incredibly clumsy at yeah. the yeah. same time. Yeah, he's somehow. never been accused of being like yeah. graceful. Graceful. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can he can do like ice skating, you know, like uh, triple axles in the air to catch a leaf. That's yeah. true. But then That's he'll true. try to Aww. walk and then he'll fall over. It's yes. like, how are you so? Like, he's unintentionally athletic yeah, and then exactly. when he like just for the simplest things it's like you're a mess what's very going weird. on here yeah he was he did have very to, sensitive he is yes. he's oh, very he is. sensitive Jude yes. is definitely an only child yeah well, I do have to mention this to Dr. Osborne because Dr. Osborne I grew up in the inner city and so if people had a dog in the inner not everybody but most of them if people had a dog in the inner city you didn't want to make that dog angry because mm-hmm. we had a, a, a neighbor who had a German Shepherd, and he would let the dog loose in the yard because it was a fenced yard, had a cyclone fence around it, right? Right. Well, one time a kid came by and started taunting the dog. It took the dog about 10 seconds to go over the fence and drag that kid back into the yard. It was was hideous. That kid got really hurt. I'll never forget that. That little kid grew up to be a very famous radio show host. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Well, they always say that um, the best security system for a house is a dog. Oh, yeah. Not in my house. Not not you. My dog will let you in and... As long as you give him a sandwich, mm-hmm. he'll be fine. Yeah. Exactly but they'll bark. Right. But like Jude loses mind barking. Like oh, I show up at the deter- door. Yeah, that's he... enough to deter most people. Oh, yeah, yeah she oh, does yeah. bark. Daisy wouldn't. She wouldn't bark. No, yeah, our dogs bark when somebody comes to the door. Yeah, Jude acts like da- if I'm standing there with an to the axe. Safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, I smell that you touched a sandwich last week. I would like you to uh, continue to smell this sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? So with all of this going on, are, are the do- are dogs the most human-like animal? Have the most human traits in any animal? I think so, as far Seems as I like can it. tell. They're yeah. they're pretty darn close. They really are. Well, they're I mean, basically genetically modified by humans to be more palatable toward humans. That's true, yeah. So that makes sense. (laughs) Well, certainly over the last couple years with this pandemic, pets have really risen to the forefront Mm -hmm. and um, have become a very big focus uh, for most American families. So you think dogs are the most human-like? I think they're better than humans. They're they're well, they, loyal. Yeah. They're loving. They're affectionate. That's they forgive true. very think... easily. They don't hold grudges. They don't unless lie. you laugh at them when they fall off the couch. Jude holds a grudge. Jude holds a grudge. Nobody's going to argue with you on that one. Right. Yeah. That is that is for sure. Truly, man's best friend. Well, I think I think dogs are the only animal that has, is trying to figure out what humans 
want. Oh yeah, they're the. I think they're the only ones for the most part. Right? Yeah, cats don't I mean, give some a like um, I think some Somebody's great bitter. apes will, but I mean they're just so intelligent to begin with. But I'm, I, I remember I read a study that they did where they uh, they had a uh, box with some meat in it, and then they put a dog in the same room, and then they did the same thing with a wolf. And the dog, what the dog would do is they'd go to the box and kind of paw at it for a little bit. And then after, like, a minute, they'd go try to find a person. Because they know person means, you know, people can do things I can't. Right. Whereas the wolf would never stop trying. Mm-hmm. Even though, even if they knew there was a person, it was a trained wolf and there was a person available, but the wolf wouldn't go get the person. It was like, I'm going to do this. Uh, because dogs have basically been... Partnered up. They've been domesticated. So Mm -hmm. domesticated that humans are part of their existence. It's Mm -hmm. difficult for them to exist without us. Oh, I could see that. I I think that's that's a fair statement. And I think because of that sixth sense, the vomeronasal organ, they say that the dog's psyche is so connected to its owners. They know Mm -hmm. what is going on in your mind, uh, you know, without saying a word. That's. The same way they know you're going to go on a vacation before you take yep. out the suitcase. Oh, boy. They sure they're they're, they're oh, yeah. very connected. And, like, my dogs know I can put on the same exact outfit, same exact everything, but they know when I'm going to take them for a walk. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't change all, anything, all but I just, like, take a step in one direction, and they're yeah. like, we're going. They're it's happening. I'm like, how do you know kind of this? Thing. Yeah, well, they know your routines. Yep. I'm kind of like if you. you're going to leave yeah. the house, you pick up your purse, grab yeah. your jacket, and then your keys. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they're well aware of what's going on. Oh, Judith. Certain, oh, my God. Certain sounds mean oh, I know, it's like you coconut pack. oil. You cannot and pack until right before you leave. The t- <laughs> oh, no, you can't show <laughs> the suitcase. Do not Jude pack. gets really melodramatic <laughs> yeah. before. Don't even get the suitcases down. Otherwise, oh, God, no. yeah. yeah, last time my mom went for a trip, she's like, can I drop Jude off at your house to pack? Because else will get too sad. And I'm like, wow. He does. Not he a does. diva at all. Yeah. He is a very diva-like puppy. There's yeah, no one, of the, one of the biggest things. Um, that, that's going on is and pretty much as a result of this pandemic is uh, with many people actually going back to work yep. um, we've created separation anxiety yes. in, in yeah. hundreds of thousands of pets yeah. and um, you know that's something where you have to let that dog know that by themselves they can have enough independence and confidence that everything's going to be alright so it's it kind of like instead of you know opening the door when you get home and Given the big hug and the big kiss and the elaborate hellos and goodbyes, they encourage pet owners to do the exact opposite, to reward calm, independent behavior so that the dogs can become, you know, a little more confident, a little more independent, and not go into a panic when mom or dad has to leave. Oh, see, Jude, when I come home, he goes into his crate and grabs his little bed drags it around the house, jumps on the couch, and sits there with so much of it stuffed in his mouth that he's practically <laughs> suffocating himself until I come Aww. and tell him how cool his bed is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, they, they all have their little routine. And yeah, if, and if do. I don't if I don't acknowledge it, he'll sit there for I don't know how long. No. Yeah. I don't know I, if he's ever stopped. He's very committed. He'll wait for you He'll wait to say, a really cool long Jude, time. and then yeah. that's all he needs. That's yeah. all he needs. Wow. Did you guys see the footage of the, I think it was a German shepherd the guy had, 
and he put one of those nanny cams in that he could talk to the dog because oh, the dog oh, yeah. would go into the food cabinet and get food out. Oh, no. And he would, no, knock it off. And then the dog would stop. So now he's got footage of the dog would go over to the couch and grab a pillow and bring it over and set it in front of the camera. And then you'd oh hear, ah! <laughs> as he's going into the closet They're to get the food. So wow, that's smart. Awesome. smart. Huskies like, okay. are too smart. They're very smart. That's yeah. like border collies. Yeah, border Huskies. collies are way too smart. Yeah. Well, there was a hilarious. story that was out. It was probably maybe 10, 15 years ago. The woman on a Saturday afternoon had a stroke. And she was in her bed. The dog realized there was something wrong. She wasn't responding, but the dog knew she was still alive. The dog was bringing her dog food, mouthful, and then would take a rag and drop it into the water bowl and bring it over to her to push against her mouth. And then on Monday when the postman came, the dog knew what time the postman came, and the dog went bonkers. And the postman came, called the police because the dog never acted like that. So the dog went nuts. They got in there. And because the dog kept her hydrated, she was okay. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. To say dogs are just dumb. You know, Uh I mean. No, they're not. Mine likes to make me think he is. But I know he's (laughs) plotting my demise. But uh, Indeed. Was a beagle owner. One of the more famous beagle versions of the the nanny cam thing. Mm -hmm. There's a beagle on the couch chewing a toy accidentally knocks the toy onto the floor and then just falls over and starts whining because <laughs> the toy is on the floor now so she can't get to it. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Now we got to tell some positive stories. Every night when Catherine and I uh, watch a show, usually a half hour or an hour show before I go, because I go to bed. I have to get up. I do a morning show in town too so I have to get up very early so I go to bed a lot earlier than Catherine does. And we sit there, I have my chair, and between us there's a chair, and then there's Catherine in her chair, and the reason there's a chair between us is because that's where Jude sits. Okay? Sure, of course. So it's just right between the two of us. But the great part of it is when I get up and go over to Catherine to kiss her goodnight, he flips over on his back to make sure that I pet him yep. before I go to bed. He's waiting for nine-night nine pets. Yeah, nine-night pets. Every day. He's got to have his nine-night pets. Oh, he's kissing mom. Okay, my pets are coming. Yep. And he gets upset if I forget. Yeah, can't do it. Oh, as a matter of fact, I can't forget anymore because he puts on such a show before I go to bed. <laughs> but so that's the part of dogs, though. They're so sweet. I mean, they, they look in your eye like, God, you're my buddy. They do that. I love that about dogs, actually. All those dog-shaming photos are awesome, where the dog's, like, got a sign around their neck, and, like, I ate three pairs of my dad's underwear. <laughs> you know, got a, I just love those. And the dogs have all got that hangdog look on their face, like, yeah, this I is me. It. Could human beings uh, survive for long without animals like dogs? I think they're very, very important. Look... I'm not wild about people, I've got to be honest with you. So I need animals around so I could go, ha, how you doing, you know? It's that unconditional love. Yeah, that's exactly it. I just love you, and they stare you in the eye like, oh, you're home. How great is that? Dogs are instrumental in helping people survive, hunting and... Yeah, no doubt about it. And protection and all kinds of things, yeah. So, Dr. Osborne, we only got about five minutes left, so I want to make sure you get uh, all your, your, your the points that you wanted to make across, because we've been talking so much about our dog. I want to make sure that we <laughs> that we got everything covered for you. Well, we're uh, we're available online, ChagrinFallsPetClinic.com. We welcome uh, questions from pet lovers coast to coast. Uh, our toll free phone is one eight six six Doctor Carol. 
800-227-2765. That's a wonderful thing. Dr. Osborne, thank you so much. A great cup. See, I feel better today just after talking to you about dogs. I love dogs. I think America loves dogs. We would uh, be lost without them. I think you're right. Dr. Osborne, come back soon. I'd love to talk to you again. Well, I'd love to join you, and thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Dr. Carol Osborne, ladies and gentlemen, introducing your pet to your new baby. That was covered very, very quickly because it was like you just went through it. Yeah, we sure did. No No issues there. And you didn't have any issues either, did you, Alex, with the baby? Oh, no. I mean, there were some surprises, like Bella would growl. The cops are here. Oh, no. Gun locking in. I'm like, what is that? Hit the dirt. What is that? But all she sees is a gun. Yeah. Save us all. Crazy. Save us all. Yeah. Dave, I only know. A crazy fan. Apparently. Hey, little fella. How you doing? Hey, little fella. Yeah. We had a couple minutes as I was driving by, so I thought I'd swing and say hello. You were just driving by, were you? Literally, I was. I just left training in St. Paul's. Oh, you did? Yeah. What are you training it to do? Uh, actually, our... Um, use that taser. Law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, law enforcement Memorial Day. Oh, okay. It's coming up in a couple of weeks, so... Oh. How come you didn't get hired to play Reacher? <laughs> I'm not an actor. Well, you could be. You're a hell of a lot bigger than that guy. You know? I am, but... <laughs> you are a lot I'm probably bigger not, I'm probably not as handsome, talented, smart... <laughs> No, I just lift heavy things. That's well, all I know. <laughs> one of the issues with Hollywood is that a lot of people out there are actually rather short. So when He's you not. cast someone who's oh, super duper true. tall, that's true. You yeah. have What's to the name of that guy that does read? Alan Rickson. Alan Rickson. Alan Rickson. Alan Rickson. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. He's, He's good. He is terrific He's, at that. Moment. He's got that perfect thousand-yard stare, man. Well, he kind of reminds me of you, actually. Well, he does. He gets that look on his face like, oh, yeah? <laughs> he gets that one. Yeah, so he looks huge in the movie, but he's actually 6'2". Oh, he's 6'4", I thought. No, 6'2". He's only 6'2". 6'2". So, so he's a little taller oh, which than is extremely tall for somebody like in Hollywood. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody else is 5'1". Oh, it's like when we go to Florida. God, you okay, feel so, so tiny. tall. When oh, do we have a break Florida. to do? Yeah. Okay, let's do the break. And Officer Dave, you can stay for the rest of the show. It's only right. about another 15 minutes, 20 sure. minutes. All right, we'll should, be right back. Should work. All right. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number two, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? 
I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here, and I'm excited to tell you about a well-being and weight loss program I personally know works. It's called Continuum Weight and Well-Being. So why Continuum? Because if you're like most of their clients, you've tried countless programs and the DIY version of weight loss. If you're back at square one and just not happy with your weight, health, and how you're feeling, great news. Continuum is doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They don't just focus on weight loss. They're upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation and find out more today. Simply go to their website, continuumweightwellbeing.com, or call them or text them at 952-491-6527. The Continuum team, Nancy, Danette, and Kelly, are looking forward to getting you healthier today. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Officer Dave has not arrested Dave Schrader yet. <laughs> yes. no, he yeah, he should. Just seen the guilty too. looks that he just has. Just over here, Jason <laughs> files off my phone as we speak. I said, Officer Dave, I am so screwed. If God forbid anything happened to anybody that I love, and they checked out my computer, having hosted a paranormal radio show oh, God, and yes. true crime radio show, do you know how many topics I've looked up? going to not look good for me. Dad's children in my area. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, the great thing about it is that we're sitting here and all of a sudden the door opened and all you could see were gun after gun <laughs> after gun and tasers and this. And Dave Schrader's never met. You guys have never met nope. before, right? No, nope. this is the first time. The look on your face was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> That look in your face like, what? I figured one of us is going down or he's here to protect you for some reason. <laughs> yeah, well, he, Tom, the president's on the line. we got to go. We gotta hit it, man. But so, Officer Dave, how you been? What's been, the latest? I've been great. Been great. Just like I say, coming back from from uh, training over at the Capitol for Law Enforcement Memorial Day, and that's. And when's that? That is on the fifteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth okay. of May. Of May. All right. Yep. That'll work. Fuzz week, as we called it. Fuzz week. Yep. Oh God! Why did they ever call cops fuzz? The I think fuzz. we looked it up once that yeah. it was a mispronunciation of the force or something. Mm. The fuzz. The force. The fuzz. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that makes sense. Uh, that does make sense. <laughs> that lines up. Yeah, sure. People can't I'll make say it up as I go if it's not. The fuzz. So yeah, the fuzz. Yeah. With an English accent, it would say fuzz. The fuzz. It's one of those things Irish. that there's seven thousand different yeah. explanations oh, I suppose, for it. Yeah. yeah, I imagine that's true. So, uh, yeah, we're just, you know, slogging through life. And yeah. Vacation was good. Yeah. Vacation. We had a really nice... Excellent. Yeah, there goes vacation. <laughs> vacation from what? What do you mean by that? Yeah, thanks, honey. Thanks for all your support. No doubt about it. No question. But, no, we were just talking... I mean, if you don't mind talking about this on the air a little bit, about, about bigger guys have a, a tough time right now with the way the world is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... If you're over six feet tall and you got some size to you, let's say you weigh, you know, two, but like now I only weigh about 220, so I'm nowhere near as big as I used to be, but that's still a lot bigger than most people. Dave Schrader, you're a big guy. I mean, 
what? Why are big guys now the enemy, or have they always been? We probably always have been, but everybody was too too afraid to say anything or do anything about (laughs) it because they know they get their rear ends kicked, and now that they're they can say or do whatever they want. Yeah, it's like let's go after the big guys. Yeah, my my brother Daryl was what six seven. That one time? Yeah. Very yeah. tall guy. He was very... only 6'7 one time? <laughs> well, well, he's, he's shrinking. He's in his mid-70s. He's, he's got a lot of Disco, health problems. Disco, high heels. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> one time he was 6'7. He had the platforms of the fish in him. Uh, that's right. <laughs> and he used to like to go to the bars all the time, play pool and all that kind of stuff. And he was, like, he was, and he was a thin guy. And he was, yeah, he's not exactly what I call bodybuilder archetype. No, no, no. And he constantly was like, oh, yeah, I had to get in a fight at the bar the other day. I'm like, why? Because all I was, he said, oh, just standing there and this drunk guy comes up and says, so you think you're tall, huh? Yes, <laughs> Takes a You think you're tall, huh? It's yes. amazing. It's, it's true, though. You know, when I was young man and going to the bars and it, people always wanted okay. to fight the big guy. Take on the big guy because if you, you know, because oh, yeah. oh, yeah. you're not, we're not going to go after somebody Alex's size. I would. I'm well, scrappy. You, I am scrappy. Have a You're scrappy. <laughs> Very scrappy. My favorite. I'm ever. strong I go for, for being the so easy small. Howie's Bar in North Minneapolis. Oh, it was one. It became uh, with Delisi's after a while, but when it was Howie's, I'm in there one time. I'm like 21, 22 years old, and there's some guys sitting at the bar, and we're all sitting at the bar, and blah blah blah, and a guy about about your size comes in, sits down next to this smaller guy. And the smaller guy had had too much to drink. I mean, he was a lot smaller. And the, the, the little guy starts chirping at him. And he's just being a real pain in the ass, right? And the big guy finally said, you need to shut the hell up or I'm going to do some damage. I'm just telling you, shut up and leave me alone. I'm just here to have a good time. And the guy says to him, yeah. Well, dynamite comes in small packages. Backhands a guy off off the stool. Big guy stands and goes, "Blow up, some bitch." <laughs> That's a good answer. Isn't that great? Blow up, some bitch. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Everybody likes to compare David and Goliath. It's like, <laughs> well, my David, name David is David. Had a weapon. Yeah. David had a weapon. Exactly. He was armed. It's not fair. Exactly. <laughs> My name's David, so go ahead. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, David and Goliath. <laughs> exactly. You get, you get to be both. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. See, I was yeah. always honest about it. When the little guys would come up to me and they'd want to pick a fight, I'd go, all right, you're going to ruin your shirt. Well, what, are you going to tear my shirt? No, I'm probably going to bleed on it. You <laughs> <laughs> get blood all over it. I'm going to get blood all over you. If, if that's okay with you. If you raise your fist, I'll throw up all uh, over you. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to knock you down. This. You do, and I'll be sorry. <laughs> It's all true. There's no question about it. I just, I really wish we had film of that when you walked in. Damn it! If we'd had that on camera, that would have been well, wonderful. Well, the camera was never pointed over there, so yeah, that's true. Well, you've always yeah. got that moment scrambling in your brain the first time a cop walks into a small room. What have I done? What did I do again? Right? Is there? A, did I park wrong? Did I put my new tabs on? Could you see the body in the back seat? What exactly? Oh, I tell you, my my. Mother's, cause my second cousin, Lamont Dean, was a, a, a street cop, first of all, in Minneapolis, and became a detective later on, but he's about 6'4", probably about 240, and I'm four years old, I'm playing in front of the house over on 1200 Spruce Place, and I'm playing, and this gigantic cop walks over, and he goes, are you Tom Bernard? I said, yes, sir. He goes, 
I need some information from you. And I'm four. You know, I'm like, okay. I don't have a lot of information. I thought I was going right uh, to the big house. The largest <laughs> dinosaur thought. is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he goes, okay, answer my question. I said, yes, sir. He goes, how do I find your mother? And I said, why? Because <laughs> yeah. I still thought I was in big What'd trouble. What'd she right? do? He goes, now, nah, Tom, I'm your cousin. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God. I mean, guys like you to a little kid. Oh, God, oh. you guys look huge. That's that's why yeah. I carry these wonderful little stickers. Oh, he's I get to the little kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, where's my... Now, come on, I get a bad sticker. <laughs> well, you want a bad sticker? I'll yeah. get a bad sticker. Save it like sticker. a bad oh, sticker. Tom's going to keep it up in the house. Sage just had a... She doesn't get a bad sticker. She'll be... There you go. Thank you. Keep it up in the visor so when you get pulled over, you can just slip it out and go. Just put it on my noggin. Junior uh, officer. Uh, he's like had that. a junior pilot sticker oh, pilots as love well. To get that kind of stuff yeah. Yeah. There you go. I remember getting the wings. Oh yeah, they've Did had they wings. They, my children have had so many wings that I now I'm like, no, thank you. They have so many. <laughs> We're gonna Since melt my these child down into says, a real plane. thank you for flying Delta Airlines, I think it's yeah. very clear that he flies a lot. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for flying that. You know that story, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being a oh. good boy. Thank you for flying Delta Airlines. <laughs> Dad hasn't heard the key story. What key story? Oh, okay. So I brought the kids to the podcast a couple weeks ago because they oh, didn't yeah. have school. Yep. And Sage found these keys in one of the locks here. It's two keys on a little ring. And he was playing with them and playing with them. And he's like, can I have these keys? I was like, no, they're for the podcast. They're not our keys. And I put them down, and then as we're leaving, walking down the hallway to the elevator, he goes, there's nothing in my shoe. <laughs> and I was like, obviously there's something in your shoe. Otherwise and so I buckle him. Yeah. In my line of work, yeah. we call that a clue. <laughs> <laughs> so I buckle, buckle him into the car seat, in and he takes his shoe off, and he's like, I was yeah. like, why did you put the keys in your shoe? He's like, because I want them. I was like, well, they're not ours, so I have to bring them back to the podcast. You can't have the key. I took the key, confessed to having the key, and then I still think I'm clever for taking the key. Exactly. There's nothing in my shoe. Okay, sure. It all works out in the end. The middle child went away to college, and he was voted the one that got to talk to the police mm. every time that they... Cops would come around to the house parties because oh. oh. he knew, knew how to talk to the police. Yeah, he's like, I got this. <laughs> I've dealt with this many times. I suppose that's probably Be respectful. True. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> no, Scott, Scott was the type. He would just, yes, be very truthful, very yep. respectful, yeah. and look him right dead in the eye and oh, okay. say, you know, this is the deal. Okay. Or just having, if we're too loud, we'll cut her down if whatever. So... Yeah, You know, my favorite cop story, we were doing uh, Darkness Radio. We're on, we're doing this whole thing about black-eyed kids and these creepy specters, right? And we ta- told the story about this woman in Minneapolis. She woke up, and there are these three kids standing next to her bed, jet black eyes. And she's she's like, oh, i got to be dreaming. She closes her eyes, opens her eyes again, and they're still standing there. So she opens her mouth to scream. The little girl in the middle steps forward and puts her fingers to her lips and goes, shh, we just want to look at you. And we tell this story, we tell all these deals, and we go to commercial break. A couple nights later, I come down from doing the show, and there's two cops in the parking ramp over at, uh, right down the road from here. And, uh, you can say K-Fan, I don't yeah, know. Well, okay, yeah, well, K- <laughs> K-Talk, I was on that. K-talk, and then yeah. uh, they go, are you Dave Schrader? I go, uh-huh. <laughs> and they're parked Oops. behind my car and Uh-oh. Tim's car. And he goes, is Tim Dennis here? I'm like, yes, sir. Can you please call him? I call Tim. 
Tim goes, I go, Tim, there's police down here. They want to talk to you. And he goes, tell them I'm not here. I go, they're standing here listening to me calling you. <laughs> and he goes, I'll be right down. So he comes Whoops. down. The cops go, uh, once Tim comes out, he goes, hey, we just want to let you know, we're big fans of the show. We don't believe in the paranormal, but we love to listen. <laughs> he goes, but the other night you were telling those stories about the black eyed kids and you told one and then went to commercial break. Hand to God, we get a call over the radio oh, God. that there's three teenagers standing in this old woman's yard and she doesn't know them. And he goes, and I looked over at my partner and he looked at me and we turned the radio off and said, oh, fuck that. <laughs> so like, that's awesome. The cops refused to take the call. Wow. <laughs> That stuff is unbelievable. Or getting pulled over because I've got the darkness plates, and I'm thinking, oh, what have I, what have I done? And they just <laughs> want to meet darkness Dave. And I was like, well, you just scared the shit out of me. Although my son thought it was the greatest thing in the world because he's like, oh, Dad, were you speeding? I'm like, I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what the hell and he's I riding in the backseat, and the cops come over just to tell me how much they like the, the paranormal and the radio show. And he's like, Dad, you're like a celebrity. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. I've been on the air for ten years. That's the moment you realized I do something that people might enjoy. Yeah. Like, so maybe the perks of being yeah. a celebrity. Exactly. Is, yeah, oh, cops man. randomly pulling you over just to say hi. <laughs> yeah, right. that wouldn't go over very big. No, we got pulled not. over from on our way back down from St. Cloud doing uh, the coast to coast, and it was four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, and we get pulled over, and cop two cop cars pull up behind us, and they surround the car, and Tim and I are like, "Holy hell, what's wrong?" And they introduced themselves, and they were big fans of the show, and just listened to us on Coast to Coast. I feel like that's stepping over the line a little. Yeah, bit. Well, yeah I mean, they didn't maybe. come with guns raised, I so know, I guess that's, okay. that's always a plus. Yeah, that's well, yeah. That get helps. out of the car. We just went to a situation last night. Went out there. There's a Olive Pizza, which is out in Excelsior, built one by Don't our house. Don't tell people that it's good. We won't Too be able late. to get in. Too late. He said it on KQ this morning. He couldn't even get in the thing last night. So what difference does it make? But, yeah, I mean, the joy of that, and I was trying to talk about that this morning, because there were people from, how old would you think that Tucker was? Probably about 13, maybe? Tucker. The, the little the kid little, that came over. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah 12, 12, 12, 12, 13, I was like, 12, uh, 12 or 13, something like that. Well, the grandfather oh, was, was so there. Cute. The mother and father were there. Tucker and his brother Connor were there. And then uh, the, the owner of the restaurant comes over. John comes over and goes, I've been listening to every show you've done for the past 36 and a half years. So... I met 12 people last night that listened to the show and all. I hope people understand how special that is. I mean, that is huge. Until they so, turned around and said, it was nice to meet you, Mr. Ryan. Plus, I could put him in my... Oh, you know that story. Yeah. You, know, you don't know that story, do you? Yeah, I'm the one that always brings up the Popcorn King. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Bring up the Popcorn oh, King, yeah. I forgot. Popcorn. You're not the Popcorn King. I'm like, oh, God. I am What's going not. on over there? Can you he, likes my, he likes my polyester pants. No. <laughs> I, does I like licking fabric. He does. a drug sniffing dog, Officer Dave. Is there anything you want to tell yeah. us about? He's Dave, trained. What the hell? Yeah. That's, That's going to do her today, huh? I guess so. I guess so. Dandy, we're right on time, are we not? Oh, uh, yeah. I'd say so. All right, Officer Dave, thanks for coming by scaring the shit out of Dave Trader. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that. Guilt complex for what? Honestly, God, when I looked at the door, and all I saw was this gigantic gun. <laughs> well, it took me a minute to register, too. I was like, did something happen in the building or something? I was like, and then I was like, oh, it's you. Yeah. First thing I think is irate fan. Oh, no. Yeah, no oh, God. And this is why we don't tell where we are. No. Yes. Yes. We do not. Right. No. We don't ever yeah. do that. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.